What's up, my dog? Someone's at the door. Hold on. Beware of dogs. How's it going, Ty? I'm doing so good, mi amigo. Uh, (laughs) I have traversed um, around Europe, and now I have returned with a newfound lust for life that I'm bringing Mm. into this podcast booth today. Mm -hmm. I can smell the lust you're bringing into this episode right now. It's... It's inspiring, I gotta say, man. Do you mm-hmm. do you find that you are refreshed, um, reinvigorated, perchance? Mm, I I am. I feel like uh, the salty Mediterranean water has just helped cleansed my pores. Mm. Um, yeah, everything's good. I I have no more bags on my eyes. I have <laughs> no more strain on my neck. I have mm-hmm. no more footlongs in my stomach. The whole week cleansed. <laughs> <laughs> that's right dude you've cleansed your body your mind and your stomach yeah. um, your skin's looking clear you know what i mean your mm-hmm. your eyes have a little twinkle in them i'm, I'm so happy for you ty but i'm also dude. selfishly i'm happier that you're back you know what i mean we can only survive on pre-recorded episodes for so long mm-hmm. so we're back you know mm-hmm. it's tuesday we're ready to fucking drop new thing fresh yeah. let's fucking go yeah, dude, so much happens in a week that we can't comment on until now. So we have to really dig into yeah. like, what's going on in the culture. But I'm I'm prepared mm-hmm. for it. You know, I've been on a juice cleanse the last week. And by that, I mean, I've been drinking cava and red wine on the Spanish seaside. And mm-hmm. um, that has really helped just kind of reinvigorate <laughs> me with the with the the brain power I need to get through this conversation with you. Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> This conversation, this interaction requires a lot of effort and, you know, the haters don't want to admit it, but we are burning a lot of calories right now. Mm-hmm. For sure. <laughs> it's like chess, you know, this is, yeah, this is chess exactly. now. I burned Jay-Z more calories hit me on the chess. email. This is chess now. Wow. Drizzy Drake Rogers at, at, at hotmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, yo, tell me about your trip. So you went to Amsterdam, you went to Spain, Mallorca. Mm-hmm. Did everything go smoothly or, you know, summer's over. So I don't imagine the Europeans are striking as hard as they were when I was there. But tell me, like, did you run into any roadblocks or was it smooth swimming? Smooth swimming, indeed. Yeah, we're in the shoulder season now, which means Bay's got no sh- no sh- shoulders on her sleeves. And we're just hanging in the sun. It's quiet. It's easy. Um, the dam, as the locals call it, Amsterdam, you and I. Uh, was very very fun place what a weird place you know it's so like socially liberal but also so like just calm it's like everyone's just vibing you know so you just like rent a bike and then just try to be as cool as everyone around you it's so hard because you're just Mm -hmm. like taking photos of all the canals Um, when you arrive there you describe that place as having no ego what does that mean mm -hmm. exactly how does a city not have an ego yeah it's because everyone is just hanging out and i didn't get the sense that in amsterdam there was a lot of like clout chasing happening people just want to like do their thing and the thing that they're doing is effortlessly cool but then they're not really like no one really is like showing off or trying to like 
I, I feel like because Europe's like economically is relying on tourism 100% for all business that there is no like real, yeah. <laughs> there's no real drive there. You know, people just want to, people just want to like smoke and sit on a patio. Mm. So <laughs> damn, you just like, I need to fire my therapist because you figured me out in like one trip to Amsterdam. <laughs> right? You suddenly understand where I'm coming from in all these, all these years, right? <laughs> 100%. It makes so much sense, but also they're all just like, they don't care what anybody does. They're just like, do whatever you want here. It's Amsterdam, you know? Like, you want to go, yeah. go do, like, meet a whore? That, that, we don't even call them that <laughs> here because they're a part of our economy, you know? 100%. Go do weird drugs. And as long as you don't pee in the canal, do whatever you want here. We don't care. Mm. It's so, so nice. <laughs> I love that. Mm. There's, uh, yeah, dude. I mean, it's kind of like, uh, you know, Two different like parenting styles right it's like if you are a really strict parent that doesn't let your kid do anything then mm -hmm. they might rebel against you and you know try to get as rich as possible like like america or you can be the type of parent that's like laid back and you know allow your kid to wander off once in a while and figure themselves out and then just trust that they'll come home on time things like that that's amsterdam you know what i mean yeah or they just might europe in general <laughs> I think so. They're going to come home with a cigarette in hand and um, a loose pair a new of lease on life, Levi's. Really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll but, finally understand the world, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And the um, urban planning of Amsterdam is so fascinating. Uh, they really do have a lot of canals, but they're not really braggy about it, you know? Like Los Angeles is more braggy about its one little canal district than Amsterdam is about their entire city. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the mm -hmm. LA River is not really something to brag about. <laughs> the, <No. laughs> like the man-made like sewage canal or whatever that thing is. Um, did you know people mm -hmm. actually fish in that? Like I, I learned people dude. fish in the LA River, and that's just is that like, where that's. I think that's where like uh, COVID happened. Actually, <laughs> that's the ground zero of COVID. <laughs> that's where subway <laughs> sources its seafood deadly from. <laughs> exactly, they just have a net, and then anything gets that gets caught in the net ends in the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. yikes yeah it's between Jeez. like an old old reebok shoe and uh, <laughs> some discarded sephora packaging and there you'll yeah, find there's a, a steering wheel shrimp. In there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um excellent so you spent a couple of days there did you get to try mm -hmm. like a lot of different kinds of food or like what was the culinary scene like because oh man you there's no excuse in those northern european countries to not have good food you know london somehow breaks the rule but mm -hmm. why like why is that and why and what was the best thing you had that's a great question there eric uh well i didn't have too many meals to be honest my entire this whole like euro jump throwing off the sleep schedule and then throwing off the eating schedule means that i was never really timing my like meal time out with the restaurant hours that were serving dinner so i found myself throughout the whole trip both in spain and in Amsterdam, try, struggling to get to a restaurant before it stops serving food. Um, so having said that, I, I still managed to find a few interesting meals. I did have, I, I tried escargot for the first time in Amsterdam. Have you ever had escargot, Eric? Oh yeah, dude. I went escargot crazy when I was in Paris last time. Like, I think it was like first time Bay had it and then mm -hmm. she loved it. So we had it like probably once a day the entire week we were there. 
Yeah, you're slug slurping all over Perry. Yeah, dude, sucking up those slugs and snails all mm-hmm. day. Yeah, um, dude, I'm I'm they, S- uh... I'm Escort Pro now because I'm <laughs> I'm here for it. Hmm. Um. How are they prepared over there? Because I found in Paris they are like no matter where you go, it's like the exact same dish, and I think mm-hmm. it's like the French urge to not change anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Well, I went to a French restaurant for it, so it was probably the same. But uh, they served it in a little tiny dish that kind of looked like a little poached egg pot. Each escargot little slug chilling in their little cup, kind of like a mm-hmm. mussel escaped its shell. Um, mm-hmm. And then they had baked it in some sauce that was green. I can't even remember what the sauce was. Could have been um, sweet onion for all I know. But I just <laughs> I just remember the texture of that. It's not slug. green goddess. It's the green goddess dressing. So I think it was the same because I think I would describe it as like a garlicky, like green, like salsa verde type of sauce. Yes, exactly. Kind of like a chimchurri sauce, actually. Oh, yeah. Like a French chimchurri. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Dude, so good. I I actually am craving that now. Um, I want to pop one right now. (laughs) What are we getting that on the menu, Subway? Yeah, dude. While you were slurping back escargots, I was... um, crushing two dozen oysters with bay last friday <laughs> oh damn that's like our that's like north america's version of escargot i guess it's the closest we'll get because the oyster does has the largest bollock inside it so yeah and man similar texture so weird it's mm-hmm. just like goo it's like it's like if you have a loogie that you like let harden <laughs> a little bit <laughs> that's right um, that's why it's an aphrodisiac. You're basically just spitting so. in your own mouth. <laughs> mm-hmm. Damn, slug spit. Um, where do snails and other garden creatures land on a vegetarian's kill list? <laughs> Dude, I think it's like a, everyone has to pick a side at some point, right? Yeah. And I'm I'm completely comfortable with insect consumption because I don't really think that they matter <laughs> <laughs> insect lives don't matter unfortunately <laughs> no unfortunately they do not i'll, I'll hey i'm gonna kill a spider and i'm gonna eat a cricket and i'm gonna eat a slug if it's mm-hmm. prepared in chimchurri sauce <laughs> if i find a slug in the subway lettuce you know that shit's going back send that back to the oh, kitchen for sure yeah if a tatted chef um with like a touch of gray prepared it then mm-hmm. i'll eat it you know what i mean mm-hmm if it's the only thing on the plate, it's in my mouth. But if it's hidden under a leaf of spinach, uh, a little surprise slugging, yeah. if you will, that's, uh, that's still, going back uh, to the kitchen. If it's still, if it's googly eyes are still kind of poking around, then yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna have to send that back. You know? Yeah, dude, when the S card go wiggle a little bit, it's too fresh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, so you left the drug and sex capital of the world. Mm-hmm. to go to an island yes uh, and um, completely one, a 180 <laughs> degree pivot to the spanish island of mallorca for a, yeah. a week of fun in the sun yeah i mean where i was going with that was like depends on the island you're going to it could be mm. a lateral move but sounds like it was a 180 it's a good kind of island so good kind of island. i mean like okay so like it's not a visa party but like i think palma has quite a it which is the capital of mallorca has quite a bit of party in there i know that because a girl that works at the bar who's like 21 said that she went there and she said she stayed in a hostel and partied the whole time 
but uh, <laughs> I didn't go into Palma. I rented a a car and then I immediately headed into into the mountains for a few days and then to the coastal coves for a few days and just swam in the sun every day mm-hmm. and drank kava and ate shrimp, little shrimpies every night and fresh orange juice every morning. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Looking at the map here, Ty, and um, Mallorca is an island. Facts. Sandwiched between two smaller ones. Menorca One is... and Ibiza. Menorca. Oh, okay. And Ibiza. Mm-hmm. So did you stay on the main island of Mallorca? The big one. Majorca is how it's Majorca. spelled. Right? <laughs> yeah, the, the big boy. It's not that big, though. You can cross it in like an hour. Okay. By car, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And um, so where did, where did you go? You you didn't go to the city, the main city of no. Palma. Which I kind of regret because like that's where like the Four Seasons is and stuff. So there's probably <laughs> some good shit in there. That's probably where the Lueve store was. Right, but right, right. It's cool. It's cool. Up into the mountains, inside the mountains of Mallorca, there's all these little Spanish like ancient towns. Uh, they're very photogenic, nested in the hills. Lots of like green window sills and cobblestone pathways you can get lost in. Boutique shops and patios overlooking valleys. Uh, really a, a very romantic place to be. Sometimes you treated to a glimpse of the ocean between the hills. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Brilliant. Yeah. Then on the East Coast, you have these uh, incredible coves with turquoise green water. Sometimes they have little white sand beaches that you can swim on, and they're all peppered across the island. Or you can find some rocky cliffs to jump off of straight into the Mediterranean Sea. The water's so salty and buoyant, you can just easily float there, mm-hmm. grab some, enjoy some some fine wine on the on the coastline now you're talking my language dude dude sounds like just looking at like photos it looks very similar to the croatian landscape just Mm -hmm. like rocky Mm -hmm. less less sand over in croatia but generally speaking i'm sure it's very similar water temperature and like saltiness as well so Mm -hmm. that makes me very happy to hear it's a fairly uh, probably more touristy than Croatia, though, because I think it's kind of like the Mexico of Europe. Like if you're anywhere in a like all the Brits mm-hmm. and Germans probably go there to like have their summer vacation. So mm-hmm. there's quite a it's quite built up for resorts and stuff. But I'm mm-hmm. we're traveling off season, so it's fairly quiet. Um, and if you avoid those nice. towns, but those towns are all on the best beaches. So that's unfortunate. So wait, which towns are the most touristy then? The ones on the East Coast? And mostly the ones on the east coast and in the north. In the north half, there's some ginormous, beautiful white sand bays, and they're just completely littered in resorts. Oh, I see. Yeah, interesting. I did. I did go up there to the north for one night. There is a town in the north called Alcudia, Eric, and Alcudia is an old Roman fort that the empire set up camp in, and they built this. It still has a ancient Roman city there that they've even has the old stone walls surrounding the city still up and you can walk on the walls and stuff so i spent one night in that town because i wanted to go up there and i want to have some italian food up there right (laughs) (laughs) craving some yeah i'm looking at it right now so i gotta i i want to tell you a story eric because i had the worst italian food of my entire life there (laughs) entire life i cannot think of a worse pasta than i've had in that town i'm gonna Mm. tell you why yeah, I need to know more about this because it's actually really interesting that mm-hmm. your proximity to Italy compared to like where we are now in North America mm-hmm. is so close, right? It's like you would expect the food to be that much better or that much more mm-hmm. similar to what you'd get in Italy, but it's actually not the case because no Italians it's... are moving to 
Majorca. <laughs> I guess that's the <laughs> they're case. They're too big of an ego to do that. You know what I mean? For sure. So I just assumed that like I had a low bar because I'm like Italian food in Canada is pretty good. If your geographic proximity to Italy is that tight, it must just by default be better. But I'm not even expecting that. I'm expecting at worst it to be as good as Canada, which is fine. <laughs> so heading to the Roman town, so excited to crave some Italian food when I get there. I already scoped out a few look, good looking spots in the city that are walking distance from, from my boutique hotel. Um, mm-hmm. As I'm leaving the beach, a French woman flags me over and she says, Bonjour, bonjour. Uh, my car, my car battery is, is fried. I need some help. And of course, car guy immediately <laughs> triggered must help, must help, help mm-hmm. the poor French woman. The masculine urge to jumpstart someone, a stranger's vehicle. <laughs> exactly. So I pull over, trying to help out. Uh, there's already another car there uh, with the hood up, trying to help trump it, but they can't figure out how to hook up the wires. That's my thing. I walk oh, up, man. I look at their engine. I think, I've never seen anything like this before. The North American mind cannot comprehend the European <laughs> engine. But I'm yeah. like, what, what is this a four cylinder? My my brother in Christ, you're missing four other cylinders. <laughs> <laughs> no. So it, it, what, it, what I realized we were actually looking at was an electric car. The dude popped the hood with an electric car, thinking he could jump um, a gas vehicle, which it turns out oh, you wait. can't do. You can't jump a petrol vehicle with an electric engine. Oh, electric they're, they're cars not really said like compatible. <laughs> they really said like we don't want anything to do with you guys. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow, yeah, literally leaving them in the dust. Well, so, yeah, I guess I guess the battery in an electric car is like the entire base of the car. Mm-hmm. Like you can't just like hook into it, right? Yeah, it's literally built different. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, I I I, I rented a petrol vehicle because i'm not a dummy and i <laughs> pop the hood takes a little while to figure out because the orientation of it is not like my car um and then i got really nervous because i was like fuck if i fry this battery that's on my bill with enterprise when oh. i get back to palma and mm. then i'm looking at her car i'm like shit her battery is buried so deep in here the year the european build on actually it was actually a ford transat um, wait hold so on that was, yeah she was this late old lady was driving a ford like van yeah and you were driving what a, a pugo 2000 the model's called 2008 <laughs> for some reason which peugeot yeah <laughs> dude why would they name a an suv the model 2008 it's confusing it makes you think that's the year you had an S- wait it's not a hatchback it's a compact SUV. Oh, interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. Which okay, is a little bit dicey know. on some of those, uh, like hairline mountainous roads. But I made Indeed. it through. Over in Italy, like or not Italy, or in Europe, where they, you know, or I guess in North America, they charge more for like a larger vehicle. But mm-hmm. over there, it's like they charge less because it's hard to drive <laughs> those fucking tiny ass streets. So you want to drive this so van? T- like, all right, I'll give you half off. <laughs> The whole the fucking clown and enterprise. I rented a really small vehicle because I thought parking would be easy, right? And then when mm-hmm. I show up to get it, the man says, "Oh, we've upgraded you to this compact SUV." And I look at it and say, "Bro, I don't want that. Give me my small ass compact." He's like, mm-hmm. "Uh, we don't have it. Like, you rented Damn. the car I booked." He's like, "Yeah." So they, I was stuck. Oh my god! But it bro. was a nicer whip. It was a nicer ride. Oh. In the end. But it's unbelievable I, I, how you can like b- reserve a car 
and mm-hmm. your reservation actually means nothing at the end of the day. It means nothing to them. It's they just insane. want to secure the funds. Yeah. So anyways, we end up eventually getting the car jumped, but now I'm running late for dinner. I got a dip tail cudia to have some <laughs> Italian food. So I'm driving in the dark now. I'm heading to town. I roll up a little bit too late. Quickly freshen up in the room, you know, put on my good pants, head downstairs mm. into the city street, got to find a place to eat, head to the highest ranking Italian restaurant within walking distance of the hotel, and they will not seat us. They said was it's too it late. Osteria El Patio? It was. <laughs> good, good pull. Actually? <laughs> Dude's got Google Maps up. Yeah. I had, El that, Patio. I had that open for the last five minutes, and I immediately caught my eye because it was called El Patio. <laughs> mm-hmm. Damn. But that's something that you'd find in a gentrified neighborhood. It's like uh, a Mexican restaurant called El Patio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even the, even the um, hotel clerk that checked us in, she said, you got to go to El Patio. So we knew that was the move. But they wouldn't full. seat us. It was too late because of the uh, f- French woman. Um, looks pretty good. Yeah. They, inside you they missed did. out. This tiramisu looks adorable. <laughs> I love me a tiramisu. So... I now I'm roaming the streets trying to find an alternative and I didn't really feel like tapas. There was a pizza place, but the vibes were off. And then I see this Italian restaurant that looks absolutely bonkers. And it was actually across the street from the one you just found. It looked like this Italian ballroom. Maybe you can find it. San, uh, San, uh, starts with an S, Sanatiani or something like that. You can pull up the name if you want. You're, you're clicking around, you're clicking around. I'll give you the name for it. Sapaca? Setricon. Setricon. Oh, I see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check out that crazy interior. The interior is actually really cool. Dude, holy shit. This looks like like a palace or like yeah. some kind of like old like ballroom. Yeah, wild yeah, ass bonkers. But also the chairs are going to like, <laughs> they kind of tell me that it's going to be... You know, you're in for a ride, I guess. Is the right yeah, you're in for an experience either way. Um, posted <laughs> up outside. Had some really good sangria. The sangria in general on that island is a 100% impressive. Oh, hell yeah. Um, then order the mains. Got uh, spaghetti frutti de mar and some cacio e pepe, mm-hmm. two classic dishes. And classic. when they showed up, I was like, oh, these look okay. And then <laughs> I ate them and I thought, oh, these are... Not quite as good as the penne I had on the airplane here. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, wow. I know. So it was worse than the Delta Airlines uh, Delta's, penne? Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> I don't know how they messed it up so bad, but I'll, I'll talk you through them both. Like, here's a, f- I'm going to show you a photo of first the Fruity Del Mar spaghetti. That's what it looked like when it was served. Oh, okay. Looks a little, Looks little watery. A little watery. Yeah. Um, uh, the seafood in it was fascinating. It was mostly shrimp, but the shrimp just kind of tasted like I was like chewing on like a water bottle that had been poached because <laughs> it was just like plastic, oh, no. No, fl- no flavor, no taste of shrimp. All of the seafood f- flavor was in the noodle itself. Every bite just tasted like it tasted like fish from the LA River, you know. And it was <laughs> so intense. But then the shrimp itself had nothing left in it. So you're saying oh. it was seasoned with microplastics? I think so. I think it was the <laughs> microplastic. And then we'll move on to the pen, the pen, Cachoe Pepe. Uh, I'm just so everyone's aware, this. this place has a 3.8 on Google Maps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, always, <laughs> always check the numbers. Got to run the numbers. Were you aware uh, of this when you went in? 
I quickly glanced at it and I thought, there's no way. It's, this place looks crazy. Oh, man. It's all I, fives I, I and searched, ones. Uh, there's no two, threes, or fours in the ratings. Interesting. I'm looking at the reviews right now. Um, but while you're looking that up, I got to show you this catchaway Pepe because you're going to look at it and be like, what am I looking at? Okay. Photo reveal. Oh my God. <laughs> so, what is going on there? First of all, the noodle is like a pretty thick penne, kind of cooked, kind of not. And oh, then it looks like a rigatoni. Yeah, it's a, kind of a rigatoni. Um, and then the sauce, it's like completely separated from the noodle and then globulated into little balls on the top. And oh, no. it was just so weird how texturally it had become like a, like a battleground, you know? <laughs> yeah, the texture <laughs> story enough. here was is not oh, good. Um, this this reminds me of my Italian food experience in Mexico <laughs> when I had it at the all inclusive. I think that was the worst Italian I've ever had in my life. And yeah, it was like similar story. It's like the sauce and the pasta noodles were not talking to each other. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. they were they were in separate beds. <laughs> yeah, they've been segregated. So that yeah. was what was happening here. Um, so I couldn't finish both dishes, Eric. It, it was uh, rough, but sangria was great. Service was great. The interior of that place was wild. So I don't know. I don't actually, know what to do about this. When the when the food's that bad, it's almost worse when the service is good because mm-hmm. then you like just feel so bad about it, and you're like, mm-hmm. I can't complain. If they're mean to you, you can totally like rip one for them. But mm-hmm. if they're nice and they serve you like a monstrosity like that, you almost have to just like take the L and like leave a good tip and then leave. You know what I mean? Facts. Dude, that's how I feel about every subway experience. The sandwich <laughs> artist, I feel bad for them because they they don't know the monstrosity that they made. <laughs> yeah, dude. They, they brought this thing into the world and it didn't need it to mm-hmm. be. Yeah. So, I, I mean, like... I, after that, I was like, okay, I guess I'm going back to eating delicious olives every day. Maybe this pasta is in the move here. But then a few days later, I had some really amazing like truffle gnocchi with black caviar on it, and that blew my mind. So oh, yeah, I got I got back eventually. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah, the only way to like get over an experience like that is to either go to like a Michelin star dinner the next day, or like mm-hmm. have like eight Negronis. Facts. <laughs> yeah, my <laughs> my trick is it. like. Or double down. That's what I do in Subway. I just go back and try again. You know, never give up. <laughs> Run the play one more time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It can't possibly be as bad as last time. It can't possibly. Yeah. You become destigmatized to it. If you go with low expectations, then you can sometimes get away with it, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I know it's going to suck. And then you get it. It's like a 1 out of 10. You're like, oh, well, I was projecting a 0 out of 10. So this is fine. Facts. But other than that, dude, food's amazing. You know, like I had some really amazing, like, they make so they have so many citrus plants just growing wild there, like oranges and mm-hmm. limes and lemons. So and some really nice like lemon crepes, really nice orange sorbet, oh. orange juice, all that stuff. Olive trees growing wild everywhere. So the olives were impeccable. The mm-hmm. wine was good. The olive oil was good. Whole Brilliant. all of that stuff. Um, good good seafood. Had great good shrimp in some places tuna i was i was mm-hmm. dabbling in a seafood medley while i was there i tried every fish in the ocean i had calamari I was I, the seafood medley was good yeah dude it, my, my stomach was a seafood medley by the end of the trip <laughs> amazing were there any surprising dishes on the menus where you like i have to try this or 
something you were like, I'm going to avoid this at all costs. <laughs> yeah, there was one. Yeah, I was sitting uh, like beachside at a nice restaurant one evening, and I looked to the table across from me, and their table looks like a like a sail like a fishing boat because the way that the plate is arranged on the ta- the white tablecloth is there's this like skewer pointing straight oh. down, hanging like a little a little cirque de skewer happening here. And then a bunch of shrimp and salmon are climb their way up there. There was like a vertical skewer in the middle of the dish, salmon and shrimp. So I had to order that. I had to figure out what was going on there. It was really good. It was like, interesting. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know how to describe (laughs) to the breadheads. Maybe you could do a better job. I did send you a a fit picture of that dish. That's right. I laughed because I did remember you send me a, very underexposed photo of a seafood tower with like a sword going through like chunks of fish, um, Mm -hmm. which looked very evil, (laughs) I have to say. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it looked looked good. I guess it was like, just, yeah, imagine a skewer, but like jumbo sized Mm -hmm. and just like big chunks of grilled fish on there with like, that's like standing up, like perfectly vertical, like the, Leaning Tower of Pisa, you know? Yeah, dude. It was very foreboding in that sense. It reminds me of, what's that the ancient Greek legend? The Sword of, sword of uh, Damocles? Something like that? Damocles? Like, it's like the one where it's like, if you pull the sword out of the rock, then you become king or whatever. <laughs> nah, dude. It's the one where the sword, the uh, peasant becomes a king, but on, in his throne, hanging above him by a horse hair is a very large sword waiting to fall at any moment that leaves him stressed to hold the, he had to watch the throne, if you will. Um, (laughs) And that's kind of how the shrimp skewer and salmon skewer (laughs) looked, but instead of over top of a King, it was over top of some baked potatoes. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. Wow. So you've been to Italy, you've been to Spain. What has the better food? I think Italy overall trumps because it has all my favorite food. It's got the pasta. It's got the pizza. <laughs> it's got the panne, the olio. Yeah, dude. Fucking Italy is like Michael Jackson because all they have is hits. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The entire catalog is hits. A little bit of questionable mm-hmm. history, but a lot of hits. <laughs> mm-hmm. If Italy is Michael Jackson, does that make Cheesecake Factory Drake? Because oh. Drake's got a lot of tracks and Cheesecake Factory's got like 12 pages of food from every every corner of the earth. <laughs> it's probably like like Chris Brown. It's like, mm. don't want to go there, but they have a lot of food. <laughs> and when every time I go there, I know what I'm getting. You know what I mean? I'm getting Chris Brown, baby. You're getting Chris Brown. <laughs> <sighs> the Chris Brown bread is good, too. Yeah, the Chris Brown <laughs> butter. Chris Brown butter pasta. <laughs> wow. Um, oh, man, seeing you in... Take, taking a little... Thai dip in the Mediterranean mm-hmm. thai made me Thai time made me very eager to get out of here as well. Um, so I'm gonna have to plan something soon, Thai. I'm I'm just itching to get out of here. But mm-hmm. one last question about your trip: you had a layover in Seattle, if I'm not mistaken. I did. did it you... was a treacherous seven-hour shift hanging <laughs> out at SeaTac Airport. Oh no! You were there for seven hours. Yeah, bro. Anything to say about just driven there? I know. I I actually, after I booked it, I thought, "What? How do I avoid doing this?" But 
in the end it wasn't so bad because you just you land and you immediately post up at uh one of the lounges and just hang out there for the day so do the meatballs keep you company then like how, how do the uh <laughs> How do the meatball subs treat you that time? Yeah, so I know you've had fairly uh, cursed experiences with the meatballs at the Delta Airport Lounge in Seattle. I didn't go there. I wasn't allowed in because I didn't have the right credit cards. Bullshit. <laughs> so I had to go to uh, a public access lounge where you pay a small fee to enter. Um, the C-Club, they call it. That's that's the one I went to. Oh, no way. You went to the C-Club? Yeah. Okay. So I looked at the same meatballs as you. Yeah, dude, I found the that's meatballs. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> we were... We experienced the same meatballs. We're, we're meatball brothers. <laughs> we're meatball brothers. <laughs> meatball uh, brothers. <laughs> closer than blood. Absolutely, dude. The the blood in my veins is actually marinara sauce. <laughs> <laughs> dude, that air that lounge is legit though. Like the guy serving the um, uh, cocktails was so like monotone, and the food was mids but unlimited so i just ate so much quinoa salad i didn't eat the meatballs i just i i looked at them i longed for them i thought about you in a couple of moments I'm so, happy. <laughs> I'm so happy that the meatballs reminded you of me um but you didn't even take a little nibble oh dude <laughs> can i can i not get a bite no i watched a few other like um really hungry fat men uh, dip their toes in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, that meatball experience was similar to your uh, cacio e pepe experience. Like, mm. I needed to have like several drinks after to, to forget about it. Um, but at the end of the day, I was happy that it did fill me up, so I didn't have to touch any of the cursed plain food. That's very good. Yeah, so I found out that these clubs—they're all like a three-hour limit on stay. That's, I guess, where the unlimited alcohol becomes unprofitable for them at the three hour <laughs> mark but i found out this hack is that they will let you in the club if you show the ticket if you have a long ass layover like i did if you show the mm. ticket for the flight that you just came off of not the flight you're waiting for they'll still let you in so they'll be like oh yeah you you have evidence of a ticket we'll let you in mm-hmm. but you have to leave in three hours but then if you just don't leave they don't check so you can just stay as long as you want that's what i was gonna say i don't think the time limit thing is really enforced like they're not gonna come in and be like take your meatball sub out of your hands but like time's up honey get the fuck out of here <laughs> like they do that at subway but not at the SeaTac lounge you know yeah they're not there's no closing time there dude casinos open all night exactly i need to like okay so last time I was there. The only reason why I went to this pedestrian public access lounge, it's kind of like the public bathroom of the uh, airport. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like I reluctantly went there because all the other lounges were far away and my layover Mm -hmm. was only like an hour. Unbeknownst to me, my flight would be delayed like two hours. So I could have went somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. You know, being worried that I would miss my flight, I had to stay near the gate. So fortunately I had to stare those meatballs down for longer than I wanted. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the the director's cut if you will (laughs) (laughs) yeah dude the three hour fucking blade runner extended cut yeah fuck damn yeah man yeah but overall positive experience would dine there again i quite like (laughs) quite like their uh, salad dressing selection (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah i mean the veggie platter was like what you would expect i guess yep like unwashed baby carrots. <laughs> like, yeah, fine. <laughs> kind of place you're going to find a slug under the romaine lettuce. 
Yeah, dude, the complimentary escargot at the SeaTac Lounge was not good. No. <laughs> but, you know, you can't go wrong with a free pint of beer and uh, perhaps oh, a Campari soda. Gets you, gets you through the day. I, yeah. I love leaving the lounge buzz before the flight because especially for international, you know, you're, you're just walking out to go sit somewhere else for seven more hours and drink more free alcohol. So <laughs> it's good. it is good. And then like, if you do happen to sober up on the flight, that's when the real flight starts. You know what I mean? Like the first like mm-hmm. three hours are like a write off. And mm-hmm. then you're like, okay, I only have like four hours left of this flight. We're good to go. Yeah, dude. And then he, then they serve you some airline food pasta, and you think to yourself, "Thank God I'm going somewhere with better food than this." <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? Al Al Qaeda? Oh, Al Qudia. <laughs> Damn. Bro, Brody went to Al Qaeda and thought the Italian food would be good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, it's probably another man. pun in there, but it's escaping me right now. Yeah, I mean, at least you didn't have explosive diarrhea from the Al Qaeda seafood. While I was away, Eric, uh, something big happened. Yeah, we got a, we were blessed by uh, the Papa with a with <laughs> a new himself. new Poppy himself. Some new music has blessed mm-hmm. our eardrums. Uh, how many we times were, have you been uh, back for all the dogs? Many, many times, but probably not more than the Spaniards over there in Mallorca because of the Bad Bunny song. How many times mm. did you see hear that song while driving around? Not at all. Yeah, I don't think oh, they're really wow. radio people over there. They like <laughs> there was only one. The only time I heard music was when a Italian man started singing opera at one of the coves. And he just belt it, and it would echo through, through the <laughs> the rockways. That was quite um, yeah, romantic. <laughs> who has who has more confidence, the opera singer in Italy or the tube girl? <laughs> <laughs> she, damn. Um, yeah, I've listened to it quite a bit. I think it's nice that it's an hour and a half long, so I can just mm-hmm. like pick up where I left off every time I get in the car. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, fucking masterful as always. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. Drake can't go wrong at this point. No, he's just, and he's not, he's not, I feel like he's not even needs to try anymore. You know, you just got to like hop on mic, say a few puns, and then head back to a uh, mm-hmm. hotel. Mm-hmm. I think um, there's a couple of really good moments lyrically on the album that I want to talk to you about. Oh, of uh, course, of course. I have two written down. So. One is obviously food related, mm-hmm. um, or at the very least eating. And here's how it goes, Ty. It says, and if I fuck with you, then after I might eat it. <laughs> hmm. I want to talk to you about this line. <laughs> okay. Interesting. So Drake is obviously a munch. Um, mm-hmm. But the thing that sticks out to me here is that he will eat it afterwards. Hmm. Right. Thoughts on that? Well, I think he wants to play with his food before he uh, dies. <laughs> yeah, dude. This, this mom would be like, hey, Aubrey, stop playing with your food and just eat it, okay? Yeah, yeah. And mom he just took that too seriously. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Certified mama's boy. Yeah, dude. Mama's boy likes finger food. Yeah. Um, the next one, Ty, is probably a little bit more zesty, but it goes, feel like I'm bi. Because you're one of the guys, girl. Oh, yeah. So this line's making waves in uh, the meme community right now. Mm-hmm. This is not the so, first time Drake has mentioned being a lesbian. 
<laughs> That's right, Ty. He is no longer a certified lesbian boy. He is instead a bi, bi dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bi dog. Good for him. I'm I'm happy for him. You know, I mean, really opens up his options. Not that he needed more, but it sounds like he's having trouble finding the one. You know, so now he's just got to marry one of the boys. I think so. Perhaps though, he means a different type of bi. Maybe he's bi coastal, the way he's got soldiers all around North America. Perhaps (laughs) maybe we're reading into it the wrong way, Eric. Mm -hmm. So you're saying his his Glock got a switch, and so it's bisexual. Exactly. Wow. Is that a 21 line? <laughs> I think it's Nardo Wick. Oh, shit. It's funny. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> I, um, so it's probably, though, you're probably correct that it is. Uh, he's just unlucky in love. Because I feel like this album, Eric, I feel like this album is the most disgruntled Drake we've ever heard. He, you could tell mm. he's sexually frustrated or intimately frustrated or just frustrated in general with the... Mm-hmm. The situation he finds himself in. Money mm-hmm. may be not enough for this man. It'd be enough for me if I was him, but... But who's to say? You know what I mean? We might get in that position and then more money, more problems. Bring on the That's problems. True. Bring on the problems. Um, so And bring on the 757 for Think Fresh. We could, we could yeah, really exactly. use that. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see the Joe Budden response to the album where he was like criticizing drake for never growing up like going peter mm-hmm. pan mode and singing about the same old stuff over and over again like a young 20 year old drake did at one point yeah well sloppy joe button doesn't understand that that is just drake's lifestyle you know <laughs> <laughs> drake never grew exactly. up because he never needed to that's right he even had the peter pan the flying peter pan at the at the concert so mm-hmm. I don't know how we can make it more clear. He's singing to his younger self on stage. He's longing for the days where he had no responsibilities. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Now he's basically the mayor of Toronto. <laughs> basically. <laughs> they, they, they elected a kid. <laughs> they elected a kid, exactly. It's inner child's um, play, you know? That's what's happening exactly. here. His, his imagination. But mm-hmm. I get but that. I don't want to grow up either. We're, me, me and Drake are something in common, which is we're both Zoomers at heart. That's right. Poor Joe Budden, though. Do you think he knew what was going to happen? Do you think he he knew he was going to get clapped so hard immediately following his comments? I don't think so, because the dude's full-time job is dropping takes. So I felt felt like maybe he thought at some point one of my takes will go viral, but I didn't think he... I don't think he thought it would be this bad for him, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. he's taking heat right now and not, like... Sweet, sweet chili heat. It's more yeah, like a, true. a volcanic um, eruption of sorts. But you know what? Drake and Joe Budden have a long-standing beef. Mm-hmm. This is actually a well-documented feud tie. Um, yeah, basically it goes back till God knows how when. But watch, I'm, I'm looking now. May 2016. Like, to the Drake or some sort of blog. <laughs> exactly. Um yeah, I mean, Button's always been critical of Drake. Um, Drake dissed him. You know, it, it's all the same. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's all the same uh, beefs. You know what I mean? You just take turns dissing each other. Mm-hmm. Button even made a song in 2018, I think, 2016, where he disses the rapper Aubrey. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I think it's just funny to make fun of him. But I thought the best part was when Drake screenshotted his fedora case and then posted it. <laughs> Did you see that? Yes, dude. That was so funny. I didn't even notice it in the photo until I saw <laughs> the cropped and zoomed version. Who cares about a fedora case? I mean, it's like one level further than it needed to be. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. you don't even need to be wearing a fedora ever. I know. Or any kind of brimmed hat. Yeah. <laughs> There's only one brim and it should point forward like a duck bill. And any more than mm-hmm. that is too much brim. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, but, you know, as a fellow podcaster, Ty, I have to. <laughs> we have to defend um, Joe. <laughs> we, have to, we, have to, we have to be Joe Biden apologists. You know, mm-hmm. it's not his fault. Mm-hmm. It's his job. He's just doing his job. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, Journalism comes with a cost. And sometimes that's your name. Yeah, dude. Your reputation. Absolutely. What's more... Um, like, what's a more dangerous job, being a journalist for the hip-hop community or being a journalist in, like, Israel? <laughs> like, what's the really dangerous? Dude, you're going to be on blast either way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be under fire by, yeah. you know, people either shooting uh, actual missiles at you or mm-hmm. just hot comments. Wow, taking shots either way. Yeah, I don't know. That's it's, right. Um, it's hard to compare, honestly. Mm-hmm. But, Lucky for us, though, you can't come at us. You know what I mean? We got shooters in every corner. Um, mm-hmm. We got Drake on our side as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, Drake is a pro think fresh. That's true. That's right. You He's, can really easily see that he eats at Subway. Just do a quick Google search. Drake eating at that's Subway. It. Yep, there it is. <laughs> Thousands of images. <laughs> there you go. Um, Ty, anything else before we before we close? Is there anything from your trip that you want to discuss? Any, uh, I don't know, creepy Latinos? <laughs> no, I, we'll save that for another episode. Thank you, Breadheads, <laughs> for tuning in. Um, I hope that you uh, enjoyed this episode and that you uh, enjoyed the new Trizzy Drake album as much as Eric and I have. We'll come to mm-hmm. you with some more deep cut lyrics next episode. Beautiful. We'll talk to you on Friday. Ciao. Ow!